What is going on? OMG. Here we are. It's a Car Smart edition of The Shalene Show. We're going to talk about what the heck is going on with my mouth. Like my teeth are falling out of my head. Like what is going on? Brett's got new tattoos. There is some crazy things that happen in men's locker rooms at certain health clubs. We're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about the state of like the financial state of affairs and so many other things that I have like I need to get you caught up. And like I love that we're hanging out together again. And so by popular demand, we are back in the car. Put your seatbelt on. We are going for a ride. We are back in the car, so put your seatbelts on. We're going for a ride. I know you've been missing that intro, haven't ya? Well, here we are. Thanks for joining me in this Car Smart edition of the Shaleen Show. <sighs> Lots to talk to you about. And you may notice, well, here's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about what's been going on. We're gonna talk about all the things, and I'm gonna keep you company. You're gonna keep me company. So just keep doing what you're doing, whether that's walking on a treadmill or getting ready in the morning. But where, whatever it is you're doing, let's get to it. Okay. Well, you're probably going to notice that I might even sound like I have a lisp. Do I sound like I have a lisp? I think so. And here's the reason why. Dental issues. Apparently, I did a research thing today on ChatGPT. So I didn't do the research. ChatGPT did. And over 70% of the population does not have dental insurance. Also, over 70% of the population saw or had dental care at some point in the last year. So that's a lot of people without dental insurance. I, then I did a poll on my Instagram stories. And what I found out is that most people, even who do have dental insurance, it doesn't cover friggin' anything. So... If you're a dentist, I love you. We need you. But like, how do we figure this out? Because when I asked my audience, like, what, what do you do if you have a dental emergency? Let's say you need a tooth extraction or you need an implant, a crown. Like these things are really expensive. And the average person just does not have that kind of money in reserve for an unexpected. I don't think people even think to plan for thousands of dollars, which can happen in a typical family per year in just out-of-pocket dental expenses. So when I asked my Instagram family, I'm like, what do you do? What does the average person do? And the responses were nothing. We just wait and deal with the pain. We have the tooth pulled eventually and just deal with it, the missing tooth. A lot of people said that they go to other countries. A lot of people said that. I was like, wow, that was surprising. But, you know, I mean, going to another country isn't even in the, you know, game plan for a lot of people who, you know, maybe don't live next to Mexico or, you know, you've got to fly there. Like, that's kind of a crazy proposition as well. So it's just kind of this thing that I'm realizing so many people, it can be a very difficult decision. And having poor dental health I don't think people realize how much it contributes to all-cause mortality. Like, just gingivitis. It's really serious. And the number of people who, like, just have an infection in their mouth and they don't realize what that does to their immune system. Like, you can't just let that stuff go. You got to deal with it, right? And, and sometimes it's just it has nothing to do with your dental hygiene. It's just one of those things. So here's what happened to me. 
first of all, I have the worst luck with my teeth. I just keep saying, can someone rip them all out and give me dentures? Because A, again, no offense to those of you who are dentists, I hate, hate going to the dentist because it's always bad news, because it's always painful, and because it's always expensive. So what would there be to love? And I've got great dentists. Literally, I've I've had great dentists. But like, what is there to love (laughs) about what I just said? Painful, expensive, unexpected, all the things. And it's so time consuming. Okay, so here's the latest one. Are you ready for this? And this happened to my sister too. And both of us were told that it's incredibly rare. Like the dentist, my sister's dentist said like they see, you know, maybe three or four a year. My dentist said, now listen, don't judge me. I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. But my dentist said that they used to see like three or four a year. And then after people started getting vaccinated, that now they see them like three or four a week. I'm like, what? I don't know. Listen, don't judge. I'm just telling you what he said. So anyways, what is it? It's tooth resorption. What does that mean, Shalene? It means that I have a tooth that from the inside out starts to be absorbed into my body. It typically occurs like within the tooth, like, like it starts at the pulp or like the innermost center part of your, the tooth, like the part where the nerves and the blood vessels are. And you're, so it's like from the inside out, it's not decay, but it just starts like reabsorbing into your body. And you know me, I started doing my research like, wait, what, what is this? cockamamie thing and what do I need to do about it because you know of course the dentist like we got to pull it I'm like well what other option is there and there really isn't any because basically it just starts absorb like absorbing into your body and then if you don't do anything with it your freaking tooth just one day crumbles out of your mouth do you know how many freaking reoccurring nightmares I've had of that exact thing am I the only one And I think having crumbling teeth dreams is like, I think it's symbolic of something, but I have that reoccurring dream. And then also I have to go to the bathroom in public. And it's like where, you know, where Santa Claus sits, it's like that, but like, it's, it's the only toilet. (laughs) Please don't analyze me. I don't want to know. Okay. For those of you who are dentists or dental hygienists, it's tooth number 24. So it's at the very bottom. And it's like one over from center. Well, I guess there isn't a center tooth, is there? Yeah, it's like it's like the centermost tooth on the left-hand side. And so tooth number 24 starts to reabsorb into my body. And I do all my research and basically I'm like, okay, there's no other choice. You actually do have to pull it. <sighs> Jeez. So I got to pull it. But then, then my dentist says, we can't put an implant there. Well, I have quite a few friends who are in the industry. And, and so I'm like, is that true? And they're like, you, you definitely want an implant, like go to another dentist who will do an implant. <sighs> so I go to this dentist in New York city, which I went to by accident last Christmas. And by accident, I called all these different dentists because of course I had another tooth emergency and I had to be like on camera like an hour later. And so I started calling like all these dentists, like an emergency. Cause I had a, what do you call it? Like a, a veneer, not a veneer, like a, a cap fall off or something, but it was near the front. And they were like, I call all these dentists and only one said, okay, we can fit you in right now. I'm like, sweet. So I went there and I had this incredible experience and 
come to find out it's an all female practice. I'm like, okay, girl power. I love that. Everyone that worked in the office was amazing. They fit me in so quickly. They were so fantastic. I loved everything about it. My whole experience was phenomenal. They got me in, got me out less than an hour. And I don't remember what the bill was, but it was like a 10th of what I would have paid in California. So I love them. Okay. So now just catch up. We are going to be moving to, have I told you guys this? We are going to be moving to Miami like the second week of January. And so I'm like, okay, getting a dental implant, it's like having a baby. No, it's more complicated than that. It's more complicated and it's more expensive than having a baby. And it's more painful, I've decided. So I'm like, okay, so you have to go like back and forth and back and forth because they pull the tooth and then they do a surgery to put uh, bone material, bone graphing material into your empty hole. And then they suture it up. And then they let that heal for like three or four months. And then you have to go back again. And then they check to see, okay, how much bone do you have? And then they assess if they think you have enough bone to do an implant or if they think they need to do another bone graphing. And then they decide when you can get the bone or when you can get the implant. So then they put the implant in, right? And probably some more bone graphing material. And then they send you away again with a post, a metal post in your mouth. And last time I did an implant, I did a zircodian, zircodian, I know I'm getting that wrong. Not titanium, but like, it's kind of like a ceramic implant. And I mean, I thought about doing that again. It's like super expensive and they fail more often. And it's like a whole thing. They don't fail more often, but like, it's a whole thing about like the placement of where this, are you guys like, Shalene, we don't care. Okay. But listen, just hang on. Let me finish. Okay. 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 This is like, you said you wanted to hang out. You said you want a car smarts. This is what you're going to get. Here we go. So then after they put the implant in, you know, that, that metal piece, then you, you with a temporary on top of it, then you leave and they let that heal up for another couple of months. Then you go back again. So it's like, it's a several step process and implants can range at least in anyways. My point is the reason why I was telling you all that is because I, I can't be flying back from Miami all the way to California for all these appointments. So I decided it might make most the most sense to kind of do it in between because I didn't want to fly all the way to Florida, but I needed this tooth pulled like right now. So I'm like, what's an in-between place? I know I'm going to go back to Lumia Dental, shout out to Lumia Dental in Manhattan and you know, the all female practice. I'm going to go back there and I'm going to have them do it because that's like, it's a shorter flight from California and it's like between here and Miami. So yeah, that was my thinking. And I'm also going back to New York city to the doctor that did all of my repairs, the doctor who put me back together after the doctor who shall not be named. He lives in, or he he works in New York. That's Dr. Hidalgo. And we're going into, he's, he's just fixing a few things that we couldn't fix the first time because he's a very reputable, respectable surgeon who doesn't believe in doing more than what's necessary at once. So, you know, have these like weird burn scars and these, I don't want to describe it. And there's certain things I really can't talk about. So I'll just leave it at that, that I'm going to New York in January to have that done as well. So I just figured like, yeah, doing the dentist thing makes a lot more sense, but here's what I want to say about the dental thing. Okay. And again, it is what it is. 
and I need it and people should be paid what they should be paid. But my goodness, this whole process, and I, listen, I searched around and basically like the going rate for an implant in this area because of the way it has to be like secured and all the extra work that they have to do and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's basically between, and I did my research, between 6500 and $10,000. New York City, LA, Miami, that's basically what it costs. Dude, that's a facelift. Dude, like that's a lot of things. That's an insane amount of money. And it just is what it is. Again, I think people should listen. You don't need to come for me. People should get paid what they should get paid. But like, it's insane. And people right now are really like financially, things are changing. Like, I'm not one who like is like as on top of the economy as Brett is, but I'm noticing a bunch of things. Like we haven't rented our house yet. And that was the whole idea is that we're, we're going to be staying in Miami this year right? We're moving. We're closing our businesses in California and we're going to keep our house in California and we we're going to rent it, you know, to offset the cost of, of renting a house in Miami. We're not going to buy in Miami until the house prices come down, but we're moving our businesses there. We're moving our residents there and we're going to keep the house in California, you know, so we have a place to come back to, but also so it can be an income property. But last year it was so easy to rent. And this year, I don't know. It could be the timing of year that we just put it up on the market. So there's that, but it's got me a little freaked out, you know? And I I think that's like Brock was just saying the place that he and Taylor, his wife rented in Dana point, like when they originally looked at it, there was like a bidding war. And I remember like, I have a couple of friends who, you know, rent homes in California. And like two years ago, there were bidding wars on everything. Like people were people, you couldn't keep a house. Like if you were renting a house, people were, there was like a lottery system and people were coming in and saying, I'll pay you a thousand dollars above what you're asking per month. Like it was crazy. And now people, they're reducing the prices of rentals. I guess the home prices have not come down, but they've slowed down a little bit. So that's interesting. So a lot more days on the market, but prices are still up and climbing apparently. I don't know. Maybe things are different in other states, but like, that's basically the state of the affairs in California. And so we're, we're going to be renting a place in Miami and I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm also a little, like I said, you know, kind of not, not nervous, but I really do wish we had our place secured here. I'm actually, I'm in our bedroom here and I am wearing my new champagne colored robe. It's the most beautiful, thick, silk, comfy, like luxurious robe I've ever owned, I swear to you. And it's made by Blissey. You might remember that like a couple weeks ago, I told you about this spray that I found that I've been spraying on my pillows and the eye mask that I use and the silk pillowcase, right? Like, so I'm trying to improve the quality of my hair and everyone's been raving about like, or saying, you you know, you really need to switch to a silk pillowcase. And I'm like, really? Does it really make that big of a difference? I'm telling you. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's changed the health of my hair. I don't wake up in the morning with my hair like in a big knot. And so it's this blissy pillowcase. And then I've been spraying my pillowcase with this. It's like a eucalyptus spray. It's insane. It makes your bedroom smell like a spa. There is no better time than right now to go and check out their website because they've got so many cool things 
Like, and they've got tons of raving fans besides me. And they also have a risk-free 60-night guarantee that you can try, like whatever it is, a robe or a pillowcase, whatever. Okay, and get this, for a limited time, Blissey is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to blissy.com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. Anyways, okay, back to this whole tooth thing. If you've ever had bone grafting done, they told me, and I've been, I've had bone grafting done before because, hello, I, every single tooth in my mouth has failed at some point, which I have to believe has a lot to do with mouth breathing. Okay, listen, ADHD is going to come into play right now. So the mouth breathing I stopped doing by learning how to do mewing, right? And if you haven't listened to those episodes on mewing, I will link them in our show description. But mewing is something that I did to learn how to basically breathe through my nose and not my mouth. And I learned to do that and it improved my dental hygiene incredibly. I stopped getting cavities. You want to get off right here. Go to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Exit there. Yep. Yep. There you go. I'm in Uber. Then you'll turn left. So with mewing, there's it's a technique and you're kind of like, you suck your tongue into the roof of your mouth. And what I didn't realize that it did is it, it also makes your jawline tighter. Some people say it doesn't. Whatever. I mean, I can only go by anecdotal. And I don't know if that has helped my jawline, but I definitely have changed my jawline. And I think it's, and don't say fillers. No, I've, I've done fillers like before, but many years ago. I haven't done them in years. I definitely need them in my lips again. But anyways, so I started doing the lymphatic massage to my face and I started doing mewing and, and I started mouth, you know, first I started mouth taping and then I learned to stop. I, I was able to stop mouth taping by learning how to do mewing during the day. So mewing has become like just a habit for me. I, I do it without thinking about it. But when you're mewing, you're, you're sucking, right? And what happens when you do a tooth extraction and a, a bone graft, you're not supposed to suck or spit. Yeah. So now I'm like, uh, 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 now I'm trying to break that habit and I'm freaking myself out. Like, oh my God, am I going to get dry socket? Oh my God, was I just sucking? You know what I mean? And yeah, no sucking for two weeks. I had to break that news to Brett Johnson. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Sorry, TMI. And anyways, I keep getting these like little granules in my mouth and I know that's the bone grafting. So I'm like, is this like, you know, Mr. John Smith? Like, because it comes from cadaver bone. So I'm like, is this cadaver bone in my mouth? And like, is this little granule? How much of this is coming out? And it's just a whole thing. And it's ridiculous. And now you can hear like, I'm kind of like lisping because I have this like weird bridge thing. I just feel like I'm, uh, you, f- you feel, I don't know. It just feels so archaic when you're there. Like, there's like a person in your mouth with a drill. And it's just, it just feels like, how have we not figured this out? Isn't there a better way? It seems like there's got to be a better way. All right, more later. Okay, we are back. It's a new day. And I'm going to sound even more lispy today because whatever they packed underneath the tooth is gone today. So now there's like this big gaping hole. Like I could carry around a pencil in this hole that is 
between the temporary that they made me and my gum. And I, I they did say, well, it's gonna, you know, it's not gonna actually touch your gums because the dentist wants it to have like no contact so that it really, like the gum is not irritating. It just, you know, the bone heals well, etc. Okay, great. But now I have this giant hole. I'm not even joking, you guys. I won't even put, I'm too vain to even post a photo. It is so bad. That's so sad. Oh, that is so sad. Just seeing like this, she's probably like 19, 17 years old girl on the side of the road, somebody's daughter, dressed nicely, but also super skinny, homeless, holding up a sign. It's, it's Southern California. So it's like, it's not like she's in the freezing cold, but that just freaking breaks my heart because you know, you know, I used to say, you know, they come from a broken home or, you know, that there was some kind of trauma or, but not, not always. Sometimes it's just mental illness. Either way, it's someone's baby, someone's daughter. That just kills me. Okay, where was I? Back to, like, you know, my stupid problems. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Who cares you've got a gaping hole in your tooth when somebody... Like, I think about the mom. Like, somebody is... You... Like, you you imagine yourself just dying, knowing that you have a child who is on the streets. And she's probably addicted to drugs. She looks like it. I don't know. She just had that look. It's just heartbreaking. It's heart-wrenching. Drug addiction in general is a family illness. When one person is an addict, the whole family is suffering. And that's really sad to think about this time of year. Speaking of which, the whole, what's his name from Friends? Come on. And he's shouting it right now. What's his name? God, I just read his memoir. Chandler, but what was his real name? Stop screaming at me. I can't hear you anyways. I'll figure it out the second I'm done recording. But anyways, that his autopsy report indicated that he had like the most excessive high levels of ketamine in his system. And apparently he was doing some kind of supervised ketamine treatment. But then does that mean he was also taking it himself? I don't know. I shouldn't even be speaking about this because I just heard a quick little news clip and I'm sure there's more to it. I don't know a lot about ketamine. I just saw it last week on the Miami Housewives and I thought it was really interesting. And I have, I did see a special like years ago about how they were using ketamine to help veterans, war veterans, like deal with post-traumatic stress, especially those who were like unwilling or unable to go there and talk about their traumas in typical therapy, you know, even EMDR. And it just provides for an experience where they can go there. So I don't know if he was doing that or if, cause I also think, don't they give you, isn't ketamine? I don't know. I don't know enough about it to speak on it, but either way, all addiction is sad, including work addiction. Like I always say, you know, we kind of glamorize certain addictions, certain addictions. We just don't make a big deal about we just quietly accept them. I think work addiction is one of those. I think people's food addiction, anorexia, bulimia, orthorexia, those things can sometimes be seen as less damaging, but they're just as damaging. They're just as horrible for people who experience them. We were in New York, by the way, when we were in New York, when I was getting my mouth removed, Brett had another tattoo done. And I know you guys are like, how many tattoos is he get? Listen, he, he never got his first tattoo until he was like 45 years old. And he always worried about what his dad would say. Like he always 
had this like fear that, because not a fear, his parent, like his dad would always say like, oh, you know, had this impression about people with tattoos. So Brett kind of adopted that, was like, ugh, tattoos, gross, you know, I've never, that's a certain type of person. Then he met me and I, I had a tattoo and I was like, well, I guess that's not true. But once he got his first tattoo, I just thought it was so sexy. He's just gone crazy and gotten a million tattoos. And now it's like just kind of this fun thing. I love it. I think he looks like a completely different person. And you know what? My husband is a completely different person. He literally is a completely different person. He right now is someone who I'm like, wait, is this going to last? Because when we were in Chicago recently, we had this situation where we were late to get to the basketball game. We went to see the Ramblers play. Our nephew Drew is the head coach. And so we went to watch the Ramblers play and we were late for the game. We were late for the game for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's not going to take responsibility, but he got the times messed up by a little bit, I think by like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And then I ended up being about five minutes late. I'm not joking. I know you guys are like, Shaleen, five minutes. No, literally five minutes. But I wasn't the person who made the whole thing fall apart. Like five minutes was not, that would have made us five minutes late for the game. No, we were like 30 minutes late for the game. And that had to do with like his whatever planning, but he got so intense. He doesn't say anything. It's just this energy, right? And I knew it was really, really upsetting for him. And we were having like such a good day up until then. We were so excited about going to this game and he was so I could just tell, like I could feel his blood pressure and it gave me like an instant stomach ache. And it kind of like took me back to a time in our 1.0 marriage when he was kind of like that all the time. And it just got me upset. And so we're driving in the car in the Uber and I started to get kind of emotional and I didn't say anything. We just went to the game. But I knew, I'm like, we're going to talk about this tonight. The game was great. We had a fantastic time. We went out to dinner with Drew and his wife, Taylor, and Taylor's family. And then we we're driving home in the Uber from downtown Chicago. And it had been this amazing night. And the Uber driver, I have this like playlist that the two, Brett, Brett and I love. It's just like so romantic. The both of us, we when we go and get couples, are you puking right now over like, oh, you're like schmoopy whoopy, but we do. We have this playlist. I'll share it with you if, if you want. And it's, I don't know, it makes us both really feel like instantly connected, instantly like we play it when we go and get a couple's massage. We play it sometimes when we're at home just doing like a date night together. I mean, we're always together. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, we're going to have a romantic night. And we'll put this playlist on and have like a glass of wine. And it just makes us stop. And it's not like a sexy playlist. It's like a romantic love lettery type playlist. And so we're listening to this and we're in the car and we're holding hands and we're just like looking at each other, which is a really fun thing to do. You should practice it. It's awkward at first. And we're just like looking deeply at each other. And I knew we just felt so, so connected. And then we get back into the hotel room and we're, we're talking about like how connected we felt and what a great night that was. And maybe it was a dumb idea, but like I decided that was the time that I wanted to tell him because I felt like we we're so connected. Like I needed to tell him like, if we're going to be late for something, who cares if it's just happened now? Like, so what? We made a mistake. We're going to be late. There's nothing we can do now. It's just, it's going to happen. It, we can't avoid it. So 
you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you can avoid it before it happens, but like once it's going to happen or like something goes wrong, when something goes wrong, there's a car accident. And I said this to him, if there's a car accident, we miss a flight, who freaking cares? We're alive. Why, why would we spend any time getting so upset and being angry and trying to control something that's already over and it's out of our control? Like, you know, and then I, I feel that from you and I hate the way that feels. What do I have to say? What do we have to do so that you don't feel that? Like when there's nothing we can do now, it's over, it's done, it's a mistake or whatever, you know, and I'm not just talking about like being late, but like when things happen and it's just like out of your control, like the, you know, the refrigerator goes kaput or whatever, like who cares? Like we're alive. Our family is healthy. Like that's how the thing I put in perspective on everything and I know some people are like, oh, that's toxic positivity. You have to allow people to be upset. I understand, but like also put things in perspective, you know? And I just told him, I, we are on the end of our lives. You know what I mean? Like the second half of our lives, like the first half of our lives is over. Like we have to enjoy every single minute. And we have so much like amazing things like we all are you are blessed I am blessed we are all so blessed and if you like make the littlest thing like we're going to see a basketball game like it shouldn't be so so like devastatingly upsetting and he like at first he started to get defensive and then he got like suddenly really calm and he goes I won't do that again and I'm like, well, you don't have to say that, honey. I mean, we're all human, obviously. I said, I can't say to you that I'll never make us late again. I wish I could, but I can't put that kind of pressure on myself. I can tell you, I will always try and I will never intentionally make us late. I hate the way it makes you feel and I hate the way it makes me feel, but I just can't tell you never because I don't want to make a promise that I can't keep. And I don't want you to make a promise you can't keep. So you, you don't have to say never, honey. He goes, no, I will, I will never do that again. And here's the thing with Brett. I have never met anyone like this. When he says he's never going to do something again or like, okay, I'll change. It's like overnight. It's the craziest thing. Okay. So that was, um, two weeks ago. And I have said to him every day since I'm like, dude, are you on something? Like you are so chill. You're so level and so smooth. And I love it. I love it. And I love how much more connected it makes me feel, you know? So I don't know what a secret is. I think everyone, when you're in a relationship, there is one person who is more chill than the other. And there's one who's just gets more intense. So which are you? Curious. Comment. If you're in the pod squad, comment there. If you're in a, patreon and you're listening there you can you know comment there because it's just kind of interesting and i'll keep you posted and see if this continues but the whole reason why i was telling you this is that when we were in new york brett decided to get another tattoo and it's a really cool one and it says family and he got it across his hand like the top of his hand and i i just think that's pretty gangster you know i, I think it looks amazing i'm just like this is the coolest thing ever like it's i don't know part of it is like it's just to me, all the tattoos that he's getting just, it symbolizes more than just the tattoos. It symbolizes him being who he wants to be. Him not worrying about what anyone else thinks. And every single, every single one of his tattoos 
is about family, every one of them. And I think that's really cool too. The number one supplement that almost every single person listening to this right now, if you can hear me, you are probably deficient in magnesium. And magnesium is so important because it regulates over 300 different chemical reactions in your body. What most people don't realize though is that there are so many different forms of magnesium. And so when you buy a, typically when, this is true for me, when you buy a typical magnesium supplement, it's got like one or two different forms of magnesium in it, but you need so many other versions of magnesium for for everything from sleep to bone density to anxiety, depression, mood. It literally is the superstar of all the supplements that I take. And the research that's come out in 2023 has me so excited about how this can help you with your weight loss journey. The brand that I take, it's called Magnesium Breakthrough. However, they've recently released a powdered form of what I was formerly taking and a capsule. Now, you, if you prefer capsules, go for it. For me, I get pill fatigue. I would much rather mix some powder into a, a drink, which I do on the regular. In fact, it's what I'm drinking right now and get my magnesium that way. And their powder form has eight different forms of magnesium, which is amazing. Also, for those of you who might experience some digestive discomfort with magnesium, just pull back on your dosage. I have found, however, with the powdered form, I don't experience any of that. Whether it's the pill form or the powdered form, magnesium breakthrough is the brand that I recommend, it's created by Bioptimizer. And today's listeners of The Shaleen Show can go to megbreakthrough.com. The link is in our show notes. Don't forget to use Coach Shaleen for your 10% off. And this might just be the solution you've been looking for. I highly recommend it. Megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. Go there right now and use promo code Shaleen. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. Look, I mean, I feel like everyone now has tattoos. I remember like... When I first got mine, like my parents were like, oh my God, you know, freaked out. But I think kind of like everyone now has tattoos. Don't you agree? It's almost more rare if someone says they don't have tattoos. And obviously when we are traveling, we, we exercise. Sometimes we work out at the hotel gym and sometimes we go to the whatever. I like to go to local gyms. I love local gyms. So like in a city like New York, we just go to the big club. So we went to a, I'm not going to name the club, but a a, a it's a well-known club. There's other chains of this particular health club. And Brett was like, you know, that that one on, I'm not even going to say the street. He's like, it definitely has a much more of a, a gay population. I'm like, well, I like that one. I really like the vibe there. I'm like, is that a big deal? He's like, no, no, not, not at all. You know, I don't care. He's like, but the locker room's a little uncomfortable. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, there's just... I don't know. I just really feel like I'm being checked out. It's a little uncomfortable. I'm like, well, who cares? Like someone's checking you out. Who cares? Right. I mean, what does it matter? He's like, yeah, I know. You know how guys are. And so anyways, he was telling me that these two guys were in the locker room and they're like talking to each other. I'm like, well, I have questions already. I'm already interrupting. I'm like, well, were, were they a couple? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, were they talking to each other? Like they really knew each other? Like they were a couple? He's like, I don't think so. He's like, I really wasn't listening that closely. He goes, I just was like, you know, in the mirror and I saw both of them were in their underwear and they're wearing like thong underwear. Okay. So we, we I told the story on Patreon. So if you're like on Patreon vault member, like you already heard, you already heard like the, 
the really funny version of this one. But anyways, I just thought you guys would get a kick out of that because then I called my friend Chip and I'm like, okay, Chip, we, we need perspective because Chip is gay. And also he knew the club that I was working, that we we're working out at. I'm like, Chip, okay. So a couple of things. Number one is our thong underwear. Is, is this because both the guys that were in the locker room were younger. I'm like, is this like a younger thing or is this a gay guy thing? And he's like, Chip set us all straight. He's like, nah, it's just probably they're gay men, probably. And he's like, but not all gay men wear thong underwear. I'm like, well, we know that. He's like, it is a little bit more of an effeminate thing, typically. And he's like, yeah. So I, and he's like, I don't know if the straight guys are wearing thong underwear. So I guess this is a roll call. I'm asking all of y'all, are any of the straight listeners, straight guy listeners, are you wearing thong underwear? Are any of your friends wearing thong underwear? Is this a new thing? Because I thought we ladies cornered the market on thong underwear like literally like straight up thong and you know they're not comfortable we wear them because there's no panty line but they're not comfortable (laughs) although the ones i'm wearing right now really are because they are laser cut so you feel nothing there's been times i've like this tmi there's been times i've like yanked down my pants and for almost forgotten and almost peed through my underwear because you feel nothing laser cut underwear you guys are the way to go they're also on my amazon favorite list, but I used to get them from Commando, but they're so expensive. Oh my God. Then I found the dupe on Amazon. I don't know if they're going to last as long, but like they're like $3 a pair. I mean, at that rate, you can just throw them away. Anyways. Yeah. So anyways, I'm talking to Chip about the locker rooms and I, I did that on the vault, right? I did that on Patreon. And then I started getting all these messages from people who for many years have worked at said club and other said clubs where the, I guess the men's locker room in big cities, it's like a nightclub where all the things go down. And that makes me have a lot of questions. I have so many questions. Like what? Is it like incognito? Is this behind closed doors? There's bathroom attendants. Are they aware this is happening? And then I've heard like steam rooms and saunas. I can't think of anything worse to do in the heat than to engage in sexual activities. I mean, when you're hot, it's like, ugh, or, or freezing cold for that matter. Like, or like I've heard people like hot tubs. What? Ew. None of these things sound appealing. None of it. (laughs) I don't know. So I have so many questions. This is one of those things where, see, I've gotten into this habit of talking about things that are probably inappropriate for the regular show, but I have questions. I'm curious and I need, I need these questions answered. Are you with me? So you're going to be getting these episodes from me on Wednesdays. Obviously, some of you are on Patreon. Patreon, if you're on our lowest tier, it starts at $5. You get one every single Saturday. That's a bargain plus all the back episodes. And now for those of you on the who are on the highest tier, the Vault episodes are on top of everything else. You get those every other Monday. Oh, and by the way, I know some of you said you really prefer these Lifer updates, but I'm telling you, if you listen to some of the deeper dives, like the one I just did on supplements, I think that's a really important episode for you to listen to. And I, I make them as conversational as possible. And I'm going to continue to do those. Those are still going to come out on Fridays. Okay. Just look at the titles. You don't have to watch it on YouTube if you don't want. But if you do want to watch it on YouTube at the moment, the YouTube ones at the moment are ad free, unless of course you have 
Well, I mean, they're ad-free if you have a YouTube subscription. Does that make sense? Anyways, so I did one where I broke down every single supplement that I take and why. I think that's a really good episode to watch. And this Friday, I've got a really good one coming out on what my complete lower body leg routine, like what exactly I've done. Like, you know, obviously it's collagen too and diet, but every single exercise that I do for my legs and what that looks like on a weekly basis, it's all there. And that'll be on Fridays. And that one in particular would probably be, probably make the most sense to watch on YouTube. But again, you can just listen to them. Anyways, thank you for spending time with me. You know, I hope that I got to keep you company while you were wrapping presents or baking cookies or I don't know, depends on if you're listening to this in real time. I hope that you felt like you had somebody there just chatting with you. I I feel a little guilty that's a one-way conversation, but it does really mean a lot that people are like, yeah, I like those episodes where we're just listening to what's going on in your life because, yeah, I want someone to keep me company while I'm on my walk with the dog or while I'm driving my car, wrapping the Christmas presents, putting away things, organizing the garage, all those things. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.